Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 124 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin, and with me as always is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Svia? I'm blessed and grateful to be here. Amen, amen. Recognize that guitar playing there? Yes, Mechadam. Our brother Adam helped him come to the States. Yes. Yaron. Adoption Airfare. Cherniak. I love his guitar playing. Yes. Beautiful. Very unique and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that song is called Ahavti. Mm. It's from Psalm 116, verses 1 and 2. So Ahavti means I love. Mm. So 116, verse 1 says, I love the Lord. Because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Amen. Do you love him for that? Yes, I do. And it goes on. It says, because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore, I will call upon him as long as I live. Mm. Right? Yes. He's faithful. Mm. Right? So he has done so much for us already. Mm. And we love him for that. Yes. Not because of what he's going to do in the future. Right. He's going to do things in the future, but look what he's done already in the past. I love the Lord because he has heard my supplications. Mm. He has been faithful in the past and he's going to be faithful, right? Mm -hmm. So Ahavti, I love Adonai. But we can also say Ahava Sheli, my love. Yes. To the Lord. Ahava Sheli, Mm -hmm. Yeshua. Amen. My love, Yeshua. So, but to you, Svia, um, it, it gets a little bit more romantic. If mm-hmm. I was to say to you, you know what I would say? Ahuvati. Ahuvati. That's right. And what do you say? And so it's like Ahuvati, and you are my tea love. Mm-hmm. Tabitha, I call you tea love. Yes. Ahuvati. Mm-hmm. I might have to start calling you that. I like it. And what do you say to me? Ahuvi. 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 
just thought I'd share those things. Hopefully mm. that's a blessing to you. Beautiful. Maybe to some of our listeners, the husbands and wives, they that's can start right. using that. Amen. And to the Lord, right? Ahava Sheli. Yes. Praise the Lord. So on our last episode, we left everybody on kind of a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. right? In Jerusalem. Or we were going to Jerusalem yeah. to look at what the Lord did on our last night in Jerusalem. But I thought actually before uh, we share about the last night in Jerusalem, I want to go back actually to the first day in Jerusalem. Mm, yeah. Okay. So, hey, the Lord is the first and the last, right? Yes, absolutely. So we need to cover the first and the last day, especially in Jerusalem. Right? Alpha and the Omega. Amen. Amen. So when we first got to Jerusalem, uh, something amazing happened. Okay. Um, I think we, we already shared when we flew in. I think I think I shared, but there was a rainbow right there. No, you didn't share that yet. So when I was on the plane, yeah. I looked out the window right when we're crossing into Tel Aviv. I can first see the land and the rainbow is like, boom, right on the edge of the land and the sea. Yeah. It was, it was like beautiful. the welcome. The Lord was welcoming us. Baruch Haba. Amen. Yes. So that was our very first day. But our first day in Jerusalem, we were there and... If anyone's been to Jerusalem specifically, you know it's uh, crazy hard to find a parking spot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Virtually impossible. but Yeah, but with God, all things are possible. That's right. Amen. So we were driving around trying to find our Airbnb near the old city, Mm -hmm. okay, near the Mamilla, and the streets are packed on both sides of the road. Yeah. Okay, they're just packed. And uh, it's kind of funny. It's like, here in the States, you would think that it would be a one-lane road with cars on both sides. It turns right. into like what you would think here would be a one-lane road, but oh, over no. there, it's a two. It's a two-lane road. Yeah. And they expect you to give them room to pass you, even if it's just an inch. Right. Right. So they can do it. Um, but there was no parking. Mm-hmm. We didn't exactly know where our Airbnb was either. So we pulled over. And we just, I just kind of pulled over on the side of the road, put the hazards on, and we got out. You got out. We were kind of looking around to see where the Airbnb was going to be. And, you know, we looked like we were in one of those moments again. I even said on the phone, I was on the phone with the Airbnb people, and I said, I'm lost. I'm lost. And then, and then this couple just walks up to us asking if we needed help, and it was like just perfect timing. You mm-hmm. know, they were so sweet to be right there. I think we've right been sharing there. about how that happens in Israel. Huh? Oh, all on the time. The other episodes, huh? The Lord is so <laughs> present. He's a very present help in time of need, and it's yeah. like... In Israel, that is so apparent. Like he literally brings people right when you need them, when you need help in Israel. Especially if you are there as his witnesses. Right. I know. You know, so Kafir and Ariella, these are the people that came up to us. Um, I was so surprised how Mm. well they spoke English. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you can meet someone who speaks English, but it's not like we speak English. But Kafar and Ariella, they were like... Kafir. Kafir, sorry, Kafir, Kafir, Kafir and Ariella. Kafir the Lord. Kafir the Lord. Kafir the Lord. No, <laughs> I didn't tell him that, but that, that just came to my mind. Good, that's I good, man. Tell him that next time. But they spoke English like they were from California. Yeah. I mean, she was actually from Florida, but like they were just perfect speaking English. And I just thought, wow, that is such a gift when you can find someone who really speaks your language and can really help you. And they were mm-hmm. very helpful. So yeah, it was amazing. It was. So they came, just came up and said, hey, you need help. Right. <laughs> Once again, 
Um, and so we started talking to them and they were interested in what we were there for. Like, mm-hmm. why, why are you guys here? Are you from Israel? You live in Israel? And, and yeah. so we just started opening up. They wanted to know. Yeah. They weren't just like, hey, you need some help. Uh, don't really want to help you, but just asking. You know, no, they wanted to be wanted, friends with us. Yeah. It was really it's sweet. Like they wanted to pull up a chair. Yeah. <laughs> and we pretty much did. We you were know? talking for a long time. So we started talking with them and you were talking with Ariella mm-hmm. and I was talking with Kafir and we were both talking separately mm-hmm. and it just turned into a witness and our car's just off to the side of the road. You know, there's nowhere to park. Okay. Yeah. And so the Lord just parked us right there with uh, Kafir and Ariella. Right. And so you started sharing with her and you had the princess, the mm-hmm. Nesicha tracks, right? Yeah. And I had the Isaiah 53 tracks. And so basically we both just started sharing with them. <laughs> yeah. They were very open Jews, but um, we got to share so many things with them, hearing their stories, learning about them. And, you know, Kevin got to share all about Messiah with Kafir. Yeah. He was so humble. He just like let him share how Yeshua is the Messiah. Yeah. He you was know, humble. He wasn't just, offended at all. No. And Ariella, she was when very you shared open. the princess tract with her, uh, she almost was in tears, yeah, touched, like just melted. Yes. You know, it's so beautiful to see how someone's heart is able to be melted. Oh, I know. And when someone's heart is touched by the Lord, oftentimes it starts to manifest through the eyes. Yes, I know. It's right? beautiful. Like the ice just melting off of the heart. That's mm-hmm. what happened for me when the That's Lord right. first touched my heart. Yeah. So it was a beautiful thing. And uh, Kafir, I think he was kind of in a good way being provoked to jealousy. Yeah. It's like, how do you know these things? And how do you, you know, I'm, I'm sharing with him about Yeshua, mm-hmm. right? And he's interested. And so... It was amazing. The Lord was there. And as we are standing there, this was amazing too. (laughs) We're standing there sharing the Lord with them, hazard lights on, just parked to the side. And all of a sudden, the owner of the car right in front of our car, they had the parking spot right in front of us, got in the car and pulled out right as we're there talking with Kafir and Ariella. Yeah, it was the exact spot we needed. Right there. Yeah. Out of all the spots, believe me, if, if anyone can picture this, both sides of the road is just packed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only like an inch between the, the, the front bumper and the back bumper of cars. Yeah. Okay. And the one right where we are yeah. in this divine appointment pulls out. And I was so excited about that, that I went over to you because Kevin, when he's involved in a conversation, he doesn't notice anything. He's totally zoned in on that conversation and what the Lord is doing. So I just had to go up to him and grab the keys right out of his pocket and get in the car. (laughs) I didn't even know how to start this car. And in Israel, you have to put in a code when you start the car before the car will start. So you can't steal it, you know, without a key or something. So you have to put in this code and all this stuff. And I'm like, just trying to start the car so fast, you know, to get that parking spot before somebody else. And he realizes what I'm doing. And then he's like, oh, wow, praise the Lord that opened up. And then we got to share that with them. Yeah. Like, look, the Lord had us here talking to to you. Yeah. We were supposed to meet you. Yeah. And this was the only way we were going to get a parking spot is spending time with you. God planned this. Oh, yeah. He loves you. And and so it was just an amazing moment, you know, Mm -hmm. of the presence of the Lord. Amen. Yeah. And, and Ariella helped us find the Airbnb because where the Airbnb was, there was not even a street. To, to drive on. It was a walking street. 
So we had to walk all of our bags and we, we are kind of high maintenance. We had a ton of bags. We had to walk all of our bags to the door and find the door, which we couldn't even find the door. Ariella helped us find the door that they were, you know, telling us this is where you go in and, you know, mm-hmm. then hit this code and you'll find it. And, but we couldn't even find the door. Ariella found it for us because she knew the area. She looked at a picture and right away she found the door. And I'm like, wow, praise yeah, God. We wouldn't have found it. So we just, it was so God just helping us get where we needed to be, yep. you know. The Lord does that in Israel. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So Yala, if you haven't come to Israel, it's time to come. Bo. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. So now that was our first day. Now on to the last day in Jerusalem. Okay. Yeah, fast yeah. forward. So um, we had gone out, done different things, but at the end of the day, my heart was stirring with conviction still that there was something more the Lord wanted to do. Yeah. And so I just started taking my walk. I have a I have a walk I take down to the hotel through the Jewish quarter, and I will I will put tracks out different places um, without being seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and because this is where uh, the Orthodox they'll they'll take this route through the Jewish quarter to the hotel. Yeah, and uh, so I have different places that I put the tracks where they have to be seen, mm-hmm. and uh, I do it without being seen. So. Not to stir up any unnecessary trouble. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I got a lot of tracks out, and and then the Lord had really put on my heart there to go to uh, the western hill of the old city, which they call Mount Zion, but it's really Mount Zion Part Three. So, mm-hmm. uh, Zion was first in the city of David, down lower, and then the Temple Mount. They called that Mount Zion. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then later through history, they called the Western Hill Mount Zion. Mm-hmm. So it's really part three. Yeah. <laughs> Mount Zion part three. Um, but we had gone there earlier that day. So it was on my heart to go back to the Western Hill um, where rabbinic Judaism says that King David is buried. Um, but the scripture says something absolutely different than that. Okay. Yeah. We went, like I said, earlier that day, and we had an encounter, remember, dear? Yeah. We had an encounter with an ultra-Orthodox rabbi, or I, I had an encounter with him, mm-hmm. um, and he was coming out of this, I'll just say, fake tomb of David, yeah. which is what it is. Um, there's a lot of things that are fake in rabbinic Judaism. Yeah. Okay. Sadly, they've accepted the fake things and exchanged the real things. Unbiblical things. traditions. Yeah. Right. So totally. it's sad. But we need to be willing to speak the truth in love. Right. Amen. Amen. So I was compelled. The Holy Spirit stirred my heart as he came out to go up to him and ask him a question. Okay. Yeah. And so I asked him a question. Do you, do you believe that this is the, the tomb of David, of King David? Yeah. And he said, yeah. And he started sharing the uh, rabbinic traditions okay, mm-hmm. with me. And then I said, okay, can, can I share with you from your Tanakh? share a, a scripture with you. Okay. And so I shared first Kings chapter two, verse 10. And it says, so David rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. And I showed him that. Yeah. And he was looking at it and he looked at it again and he read it and he read it again. And he was puzzled by it Yeah, because the city of David is lower than where we are. We're up mm-hmm. on the Western Hill. Okay. The city of David, it's down lower from the Western Hill. Mm-hmm. So it's east of that. It's, it was where the Jebusite city was, okay, before David set up his throne mm-hmm. there, okay? 
and before the rest of the city of Jerusalem that we see today was even built, even known. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's about 12 acres of land. Yes. Okay. It's very well established now archaeologically that, oh, that the yeah. city of David is there. You can go there. Okay. Definitely. It's not where we are on, on the Western Hill. Right. So I shared that with him and he looked at it and I said, this, this is from the Tanakh. Okay. This is first Kings. And so this is not something that I made up. It's your Bible, you know? Yeah. And then he finally said something that was so shocking. Hmm. He said, don't believe that. Sad. It's like, don't believe the word of God? Right. Don't believe that. Yeah. I was amazed. And then he walked away. Yeah, I know. That was sad. So sad. Like, don't believe the Tanakh, the whole foundation of everything that you're supposed to believe. Your whole foundation would be the Tanakh, right? As a Jew. Yeah. Um, an Orthodox Jew, you know, supposedly that's but that what they has believe. Been replaced by the traditions of the rabbis. I know it has. It has been replaced. So true. Yeah. And but it was shocking to actually experience firsthand, right? Okay, face to face with somebody. Yeah, but you know what he asked you after that? Something else. He said, "Are you Jewish?" Mm-hmm. That was the next thing he asked you. He said, "Are you Jewish?" And when you said no, you said no. Mm. He That's walked true. away. That was when he walked away. He didn't want to talk any further. He didn't want to talk any further. But the thing that I was thinking about is that even though it did not seem that it went well, God may be of course. planting a seed in him of to provoke him to jealousy to say, you know what? My Tanakh said that. It really was my Tanakh that he showed me. And maybe he'll go read it in the Hebrew scripture Absolutely. and see that First Kings 2.10 verse and read that again and say, wow, you know what? That Gentile is provoking me to jealousy. This is something yeah. I should have known. How, how come he knows that David is buried somewhere else than here and I don't? Yeah. I mean, God can yes, use Lord, that. And I, I pray that he does. And we prayed for that that man after that. That's you know? right. That's right. So, you know, Nobody has to stay blind, no. including the Jewish people, the ultra-Orthodox. They don't have to stay blind. Right. That's why God wants us to show them the scripture. Yes. Because they can have their eyes opened, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, part of what makes them blind and keeps them from seeing the scriptures, the truth of the scriptures, is the oral, what they call the oral law. Yeah. Okay? I'm showing them the written scripture, and they believe in something else, this oral law, and it contradicts the written scripture innumerable ways. Right. Okay. I know. Big problem. So it veils their eyes. Yes. It actually veils. I saw it happen right there. Yeah. It veils their eyes. He's sharing with me all these traditions of the rabbis. I'm showing him the scripture and it veiled his eyes. He said, don't believe that. Just believe the rabbis. Yeah. So the veil's removed in Messiah. That's what the apostle Paul wrote, right? The veil is removed in Messiah, but the traditions of the rabbis and this fake oral law hide them from the truth of God's word and from their Messiah. Yeah, it's so true. Right? So the oral law, it's like a, it's like a stronghold, mm-hmm. okay, that exalts itself against the knowledge of Messiah. Yeah. And it needs to be pulled down. Definitely. That's what the word of God says. We have spiritual weaponry, not physical weaponry, spiritual weaponry to pull down strongholds that people might have the knowledge of God. Yes, amen. So we do that by sharing the truth, mm-hmm. which illuminates the error. You can see the error. Yes, right? definitely. Or to expose it. Amen. Amen. So that was a real eye opener. <laughs> and I, I pray 
Lord open his eyes, yes. right? But it was an eye opener to me that they actually say, don't believe what the Bible says, believe the lies of the rabbis mm. instead. They're not thinking they're lies, but may the Lord help them to see that. And it reminded me of another Orthodox man that I encountered in Miami when we were doing mm-hmm. some outreach in Miami. And I spoke to a man there and I was sharing things with him so simple. And he said, oh, I, I, I can't understand that. I can't understand that. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I, I, I can't understand that Right. without the rabbis. Yeah, I know. I was so shocked by that. I was right there when I heard that too. And I'm thinking, why do you need a rabbi to tell you what the Bible is already telling you? I mean, mm-hmm. you can't understand anything without the rabbi, but they do. They lean so much on exactly. those interpreters of the scriptures and they, they really twist a lot of things and they make it say something else. And then they mm-hmm. couple it with this whole oral law that right. really confuses people in their mind to where they can't even understand a simple truth. Like right. in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's oh right. no, that's too high of knowledge for me. Remember right. he said that. Mm-hmm. That's too high for me to understand. Mm-hmm. I need 15 volumes of the Talmud to help me understand that, but that won't help you understand it because it's all confusion within the Talmud. Yeah. So you have all these oppos- opposing opinions and views within those volumes. Convoluted. But here yeah. I wanted to share something from the Babylonian Talmud, okay, mm-hmm. that kind of gives some insight into uh, how they think, mm-hmm. okay? But it tells us of Nehemiah, of a Mason who interpreted the written law. Okay, this is from uh, the Talmud, Pesachim 22b. And it says, once he reached the verse, quote, you shall be in awe of the Lord your God, from Deuteronomy 10.20, his students asked for his interpretation. Nehemiah believed that the correct interpretation requires him to rule that Torah scholars must also be held in the same awe Mm. as God. Wow. Rabbi Akiva. So this this Rabbi Akiva is their most esteemed rabbi in history. Okay? Mm-hmm. Talmudic rabbi. He declared, quote, You shall be in awe of the Lord your God, includes Torah scholars. Mm. Quote, And the reverence for your teacher shall be as the reverence of heaven. And the word teacher there would be rabbi. Yeah. The reverence of your rabbi as the reverence of so heaven. this is this this is kind of the foundational teaching within the Talmud of how mm-hmm. why they exalt the rabbis. They have an exalted place, sad to say, exalted to the place that God has. Wow, yeah. And there's other things that can be shared where they even look to the rabbis as higher than God in some ways. Mm. It's really blasphemy. Right. Right? But look what was done to their Messiah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And praise God. He is so patient, you know, so long suffering and he continues to strive with everybody. Right. Mm, yeah. When we, we believe the lies. I believe the lies. I believe right? them too. And the yeah. Lord is still striving. Amen. Amen. And, and he loves them. And when we go there, we have love that God puts in our heart for them. Absolutely. And so I'm so thankful for that, but I'm also grieved over what the enemy has done. And so they're in this bondage. And the Lord Jesus spoke about this in Mark chapter 7, 6 to 13. He said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men. 
the washing of pitchers and cups, and many other such things you do. He said to them, All too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. Wow. Did I actually literally saw that? Yeah, we saw that played out in front of our eyes. He rejected the scripture to keep his tradition of the fake tomb of David. Yeah. Okay. And then the Lord says this, making the word of God of no effect through Mm. your tradition, Mm. which you have handed down and many such things you do. Wow. That's not the only thing they do. Many (laughs) such things you do. Yeah. That is the perfect scripture that you found about that because back then the things he was seeing and can you imagine a lot worse now now? And it's like how many more volumes of things of of crazy has, has been written now. It really brings this scripture alive to you because before going to Israel and understanding more of this Mm -hmm. and, and really ministering to the Jewish people, I would have never really, this scripture I might've even overlooked before in the past, but we've experienced it. Yeah, we've lived this and we've seen actually it. experienced this. Yeah. But you you've got to step out and start engaging. Otherwise you you're not gonna experience it. You wouldn't understand that. this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you you would understand it historically. To a degree. But right now it's, it's gotten a lot worse yeah. than what the Lord was dealing with. Like you said, there's been volumes written since then. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And so since they didn't follow Messiah, they had to replace it with the teachings of men. Yeah. Okay. Sadly. So the last night, going back to that, I was compelled to go out, all right? And so then I left the hotel and I started going up to this Western Hill, to this fake tomb of David. The Lord was compelling me to go up there again. Yeah. Okay? So I went by, they have a synagogue in there now, and they have this fake tomb, and they go in there, and, and they pray at this fake tomb of David. And so I was sitting outside, just praying yeah. for the souls there, mm-hmm. okay? And then... When I was leaving, the Lord kind of got me up, started to leave, okay? But I was still waiting on the Lord. I knew he was going to do something. And as I was leaving, there was three young men that were leaving as well. And so I'm walking with them. I know now why the Lord had me start walking, because he wanted me to walk next to them. Wow. So I start walking, and the Lord, same thing, stirred my heart to ask them some questions, Mm -hmm. okay? And he just wanted me to ask them about the tomb of David, about David. So I started asking them same questions as I asked the rabbi earlier. Yeah. Okay. And then we, we stopped. Okay. They wanted to stop and, and talk. Yeah. And so I showed them from scripture that it's not the real tomb of David. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I even had another archeological book to show the geography of Jerusalem to show them the city of David and we're up here on the Western Hill mm-hmm. and where things are located and, and what was in existence at the time of David yeah. and what wasn't, right. which is most of Jerusalem now, wasn't in existence. Yeah. And uh, they were so fascinated. Mm. You would think when you look at the ultra-Orthodox Jews, you think they, they must know the scripture, huh? No, yeah. they don't. Right. They don't know the, the scriptures. Like, and, and so you're opening things up to them, and it's like brand new. You're In thinking, their scripture, their Tanakh. Yeah, it's like brand new. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying they don't all know. Some but do, yeah. Some, but for the most part, there's so many things they don't know. Right. And so I started opening it up, and they were super interested. They just wanted to stop and have a Bible study. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. we pulled over. They sat down on, on uh, the wall, mm. and, and I was there, and the Lord just had me uh, lead a Bible study, basically. Wow. Um, right there with them. And the Lord opened up this door for me to share my whole testimony mm, with them. Yeah. Because they were interested 
how, how do you, how do you know these things? Are you a tour guide or you, you know, how, how, how do you know about these things? And, and so <laughs> I started sharing with them how I know about it is because in 1994, I came to know the Messiah of Israel mm. and I started opening that up. And I said, and there's a, there's a chapter that's my favorite chapter in your Tanakh that the Lord has used in my life mm. to help me to understand who he is even more. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, really? What is that? And so I open up Isaiah 53. Yeah. And I start reading it to them. They yeah. had never read that before. Okay. Oh, it's wow. brand new. Can you imagine reading Isaiah 53 as a Jewish person and you've never read it before? I mean, for us, it's it's hard, but you got to think what he that would be like. He was wounded for our transgressions. Yeah. He was bruised for our iniquities. Yeah. yeah. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. This is Old Testament now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I start reading the whole chapter to them. Yeah. And I get down to a certain place and one of them, he pipes up and he says, that's Jesus. Mm. Wow. I was amazed that that came out of his mouth. Yeah. Because the enemy has stirred up such hostility towards that name Jesus. Oh, yeah. Because so many... Uh, wicked things through history have been done in that name. By the Catholics. Okay, yeah. Supposedly yeah. Christians have right. done these things to the Jews and, and the really has used it. valid things they've done. Terrible yeah. things. Terrible things. In yeah. the name of Jesus, Yeshua, they've done terrible Not things. Not in the name of Yeshua, but in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus more, okay, yeah. Which is mm-hmm. the English from the, the Greek, Iesus. But but there is a hostility that has yeah. been stirred by the enemy against that name, the name of their Messiah. Yes. And but so that's why it was so amazing when I'm reading it. But it was so powerful, right? Isaiah fifty three was so powerful, mm. and I'm reading from Isaiah. He's yeah. a, he's a Jewish prophet. Okay, it's not my words, and I'm reading it, and it was so powerful. Someone reading it for the first time, they said, "That's Jesus," mm. and I was like, "Wow, you're right." That's amazing. Yeah, you're right. And then, so I was just almost like shocked, you know, almost, almost fell over. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and, and so I said, yeah, let me show you a little bit more. Let me, let me show you how, yes, how this is him. And I started opening it up deeper. And right when I started opening it up deeper, this guy pulls up on his bicycle. He's like a friend of theirs. Okay. He's mm-hmm. studying at a yeshiva. He pulls up and he's like, what's going on here? Right when I started opening up more about who Yeshua is. Didn't you say he was even high on marijuana? Well, yeah, and just, that was revealed yeah. that he was high on marijuana. Mm. Okay. Wow. But he came up and he said, what's going on here? Spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was obviously influenced by a demon or demons yeah. to come over there and interrupt mm. something that the Lord was doing. Right. Trying to snatch What's going the on here? Yeah. Yeah. Because something was going on there. Definitely. You know? And the enemy wants to interrupt that. And then he was he was filled with wickedness and he stirred them up in sin, right? Yeah. He started sharing all the sinful things going on in his mind and everything. And he stirred each of these guys up in sin. And so they had a little little sin party there for a little bit and interrupted the whole Bible study with spiritual warfare. Of course, yeah. But finally, uh, they, they decided they wanted to stay. They didn't want to go with him. Mm. And he rode off. Wow. And I got to give them my Isaiah 53 tracks. Uh, the chapter they don't want you to read. And I gave it out. And the one guy, he's like, oh, I really like this. The chapter they don't want you to read. 
So that makes you want to read it. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> That's like, the yeah, point. Well, you read it. So, <laughs> so they, they, they said they're going to go read it. And I just trust that the Lord was still going to, you know, water those seeds and they left, but it was a beautiful divine appointment. That's why the Lord led me that night up to uh, that Western Hill. Amen. Amen. That's so beautiful. And there was one more thing that happened mm. that we want to kind of share this episode. And it wasn't in Jerusalem. That was amazing. God did so many things we could write books about. Yeah, I could just stay in Jerusalem, but- <laughs> really. You know, next time we go to Israel, I was talking with the brothers here. We want to plan another trip. And, I, and yeah. they're like, what's on your heart? I'm, I'm like, well, I just want to go to Jerusalem, just stay there. Mm, Not know. travel around the rest of the country. Um, I just want to go there and stay there the whole time and just forget driving around, you know, just get some get, get some good cushions in your shoes. Oh, yeah. You know, some Dr. Scholl's or something like that. Walk on all that Jerusalem stone and... <laughs> and just stay there and, and yeah, walk and talk. Walk Amen. with the Lord. But yeah, go ahead. You had something yeah, else Yeah, well, so I wanted to also share about our first day in Tel Aviv. Amen. And some beautiful things first happened. First and last day. First and last. So we did last. first and last of Jerusalem. Oh, let's yes. do Let's do just a little bit first and last Tel of Tel Aviv. Okay. We give all the glory to our first and last Yeshua. The Alpha and Omega. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So on our first day in Tel Aviv, we were walking and walking and trying to find an aroma cafe. And I was sort of about to give up on that and just kind of, you know, done with walking that direction. But then Kevin was like, no, let's keep going. I think it's still here. You know, so I was having to persevere, kind of go by faith and a little bit farther. And (laughs) finally, we got there to the aroma cafe and we sat down and we're like so ready to sit down and drink our coffee, you know. And as we were sitting there, there was a woman who came in and she was um, drawn to come into the coffee shop. Usually when women come into a coffee shop, it's not just because they want to talk to somebody. It's because they want coffee, usually. Okay. Well, if they're going to talk to somebody, they want a coffee while a they're coffee talking. coffee while they're talking. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Just think of you, right? Me. I mean, that's me for sure. But so she came in with her um, husband, I think, or, or um, but it was, um, she was an Orthodox woman dressed modestly and everything. And then he had the kippah on his head. Um, anyways, she came into the store and walked up to us and wanted to talk to us. But she didn't buy any coffee or anything. She just wanted to come up and talk to us for some reason. It was like she was just drawn to us like a magnet. Yeah, she was drawn. And I, I was just kind of awestruck by that. I was like, wow. She said, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I'm from Atlanta, you know, in the U.S. And she's like, oh, I'm from Israel. And I was like, oh, that was so cute. Like, I don't know if she was trying to practice English or with someone from America or what, but it was so adorable. Like whatever it was for, it was the cutest thing ever. It was for her to meet the Lord. Exactly. And so I happened to have my Nesicha princess tracks on me, my little card that I wrote. You don't just happen to have them, right? No, I intentionally had them. There's a lesson in that, right? That's right. You don't just have to happen to have things. You need to intentionally have them. You intentionally have them. And I intentionally had them. Otherwise, things won't happen. Exactly. You have to be intentional. Sometimes things happen, but 
then there's intentional things that you need to be doing to be ready for That's those right. things to happen. Amen. So I gave her a, a princess track and she literally thanked me so much for that. She oh, held yeah. it next to her heart. Yeah. She was Treasure. so touched by it. She said, oh, these people are so nice. And, and it was like the Holy Spirit was just yeah. anointing us to minister to her in that little moment of time. And she grabbed that track like it was her best latte she's ever drank. Yeah. I mean, right. this was so precious to her that she wanted this it more than anything else. Sure. She took that and she left. She left with it and she, she was holding left. it to her heart. And I was just like, wow, God, you drew her to get this message, this hey, whole gospel message. Because know? it's a lesson in when the Lord convicts you to go somewhere or do something and you have zeal for that, don't give up. No, don't, don't give, give up. up. Don't back up. Don't go to the left or to the right. You know, because when we were... On that hike to this Aroma Cafe, I had this conviction in my heart that we need to go. We need to keep going. I, I, we're going to get there. Yeah. And you were kind of starting to get a little bit weary. Okay. Right? Yeah. But don't grow weary in doing good. Yeah. For in due season, you'll reap. Well, I actually so, thought it was around another corner and I, I was going to try to lead us that way. But uh, Kevin was like, no, it's this way. I know where it is. I'm like, okay, praise the Lord. I'm going, I'm following you because my <laughs> sense of direction, especially in Israel is nothing compared to Kevin. So Amen. he's like a walking compass. I'm not and kidding then, you. And then we, we got to see a reaping there. Oh yeah. Right? It definitely. So God that, that was passage actually you. came to life, right? Yes. Amen. So women, God may be leading your husband, whether you know it or not, and it's not our job to lead him around. It's his job to lead, and God can lead him, and he did. So amen. That was awesome. Glory um, to God. So then our last day, we were walking around Tel Aviv getting ready for our flight that night. Mm-hmm. And we were having just, you know, wanted to kind of do a little bit of last minute shopping. You know how it is when you're in Israel, you kind of want to, you know, get a little gelato and a little of this and a little of that before you get on your plane. And that's what Who we were did. you saying, you know how it is too. Uh, to well, um, well, no, but I think everybody needs to know how that is. So you need to come to Israel with <laughs> us on a Hineni tour, HinaniTours.com. So you can know how it is because you want to like get the little last treasures of everything yep, before yep. you get on that flight, you know, to come home. So we were in Tel Aviv. And the Lord has a last appointment too. Yeah. We had to get like five bags of figs and, you know, all the stuff that you don't to have end up at the right place in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a smoothie, figs, uh-huh. you know, all, all this. timing. And, and so... Exactly. So we stop at this Ahava store, which Ahava isn't that interesting. Means love. That we started the episode with Ahavti. Ahava is Ahava love. Sheli. Yes. Right. I know. And the end of the episode, the we're talking episode, about we're Ahava. Talking about what happened in the Ahava store. Yes, and Come it's actually on. Ahava. It, that's first and last, right there. I know. First and last of this, of this episode. That's so cool. Ahava from the beginning to the end. Amen. Love throughout this whole thing, laced through the whole thing. (laughs) So the Lord wanted to love on somebody in Mm, the Ahava store. And there was a man in there who was dressed as a woman Mm. and he was a former Chabad. He told me, I started to share with him. And Chabad, Um, just so everyone remembers that these are the followers of Schneerson. Okay. Who was a rabbi in New York? False Messiah. That they, they called a Messiah who never went to Israel and that whole thing. So it's yeah. a big movement. You'd think it wouldn't exist, but it does. Yeah, you know, you see someone who's cross dressing like that, and you kind of just look at them like, well, they're just a probably totally godless person. You know, that's what he looked seemed like. You know, like yeah, completely someone hardened, completely and, yeah, against you God. Think. You know, mm-hmm. but he was very hungry to hear what I had to say. And it was very beautiful because sometimes a person like that might look very 
godless, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, they might be at the end of their rope. And that's what the Lord was impressing on my heart. Like he's been hurt. He's experienced pain. The Lord was like speaking these things to my heart that he's been through a lot. He's Mm -hmm. got pain in his heart that he's been carrying and he needs me, you know, and I didn't have anything to give him. Right. So let me share about that. I wasn't prepared. Yeah. So you were inside (laughs) and me and Faith and I think... Carissa, all three of us were outside waiting. Yeah, okay? waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting some more. It wasn't that long. Yeah, you know, Come when you on. get up in the makeup area, honey, you, I was you spraying don't on perfume and trying yeah. some lotions. But it we were waiting. Take that long. You know, it's okay. I was actually, I got to confess, I was kind of going to go in there and say, "Come on, let's let's go." Wow. But you know, God. It was two God for the price. You buy two, planned. get one free. So I was like, oh, what do I get for free? I had to pick the free thing. You Amen. Know? It took Amen. a while. So here's the thing. I'm standing there with Faith and our daughter Faith, who's born again. She is asking me for a tract. She's like, Pa, do you have an Isaiah 53 tract? Yeah. I, really, I really need an Isaiah 53 tract. I really need to go give one to him. Yes. Do you I have know. one? I, I need one. Yeah. And she was filled with she the spirit begging for it she was filled with the spirit and i was like okay absolutely yeah praise the lord yeah okay go ahead and i was just glad you know that our daughter had that zeal from the lord she was going in there yeah praise god may the lord be with you and so she went in there and then yeah she get, handed it, it to me yeah she handed me the little card and i was like oh praise the lord i needed to give him this you know yeah because you didn't have any except the nesicha yeah and even though he's cross-dressing we're not going to play into that and give a woman track to a man. No, no, no. He no was way. needing this message. So That's right. I started to give it to him. And as I gave it to him, he, um, he said, what is this? And I said, well, it's a little something about your Messiah. Mm-hmm. And um, I started to share mm-hmm. some, for some reason, I started to share about Messiah. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, there's a lot of false messiahs and everything. And, and I had no idea that he was former Kabat at you would, this point. You would never have thought you it. You would have never, ever thought. He looks so far from he's the ultra orthodox. A, a black suit with a black hat. No, okay. he's, he's like total. dressing man. Yeah, totally so. like someone you would see in San Francisco, California. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I walked in there and I was like, the the conversation got to the point where he shared about being former Kabat. Well, I think, didn't you share about there's many false messiahs yes. and you mentioned Schneerson. Yes. I said, Schneerson has never even been to Israel. Um, Schneerson has lives, was from New York and right. he had never even went to Israel. How can he be the Messiah? Because his face is plastered all over Israel. All over. Everybody, so everybody knows listening. There's signs of him all over Israel that the Chabad followers, they plaster his signs up on freeway signs everywhere. You'd be in, amazed. It's everywhere. And it says King Messiah. In, in Hebrew, it says Melech Mashiach, yeah. meaning King Messiah. Yeah. And it's everywhere, all over Israel, his face plastered everywhere. He's a false Messiah. Well, the Chabad are the ones who, who follow him. Right. And so he told me, he said, yeah, I know all about that. I was a Chabad from age 11. That's His amazing. whole life, he grew up with Schneerson as his, quote, Messiah. Yeah. Wow. And he saw the hypocrisy of all mm. that, and it just sickened him. Mm. And he he's, he's wanting the truth. He's hungry for the truth. And mm. I started to share with him. I said, you know, um, in the Tanakh, Isaiah 53, mm. this chapter mm. that the, they don't want you to read, mm-hmm. I gave him the card about it. And I said, you know, it speaks about Messiah and how, um, I said, which Messiah would you 
better relate to mm. the one who has suffered and and felt pain with you mm. or the one who's untouchable mm. in the clouds like you know so far away mm. that you couldn't even touch him if you wanted to yeah. i said which one would be able to win your heart the mm. one who suffered with pain or the one who's so far away and he said the one who suffered mm. and i was like it's isaiah 53 you have That's to read right. it you know, sure, uh, he's, our griefs. he's there. Carried he's carried our sorrows, our sorrows right. but we as- didn't esteem him. Yeah. You know, it's time to esteem him. And so I shared that with him and it was such a divine appointment with mm. him. And he gave me his name. He said, his name is Ora, Ora, yeah. meaning light, right? Doesn't Ora mean light? I believe also? so. Someone maybe uh O-R-A-A or O-R-A-H, something like that. Ori means light shining. Right. Ora means something to do with light. Yeah, I believe it does. But nevertheless, the Lord was shining light on him that night. It was so beautiful. And I just, my heart melted with that experience with him because it was almost such a surprise. I didn't expect it. And that was almost everything Mm. that happened in Israel to me. For me, the divine appointments that I had, Mm. they were all surprises. Yeah. Like when thinking of, of the first episode that we just did two episodes ago of going into Egypt and that woman um, mm. that, that God provided, Natalia, yeah. she was a surprise. Yeah. Sharing the gospel with her, I was almost mm. like five steps ahead of what I th- was in, where my mind was at. Like mm. it was just happening so fast, you know? That's right. And just the way the Lord moves when you're in Israel, it's so unforgettable and like nothing else in this world. And we want to share that experience with you. We would love for you to be able to experience what we've experienced in Israel as you come and see. And so that's why we started Hineni Tours.com. We really desire to share these life-changing moments with you in person, Mm -hmm. live and in person in Israel. Yeah. And for you to come and be used by the Lord in these ways. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He has everything under control. So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen. 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 And may the Lord bless you as you seek him today. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. Maranatha.